0: This is Calgary Canvas, illustrating two views on city issues. I'm Ricardo Andres Garcia. And I'm Nathan Woolridge. And in this episode, Wage Wars. In this episode, we will hear from two sides of Alberta's minimum wage increase.
1: Here are two perspectives from an employee and a business standpoint on whether the minimum wage increase will be helpful or harmful.
0: I was looking for someone who would be best to talk to about the struggles of making a low working wage. The first thing that came to my mind was to sit down with somebody from the service industry. Better yet, I sat down with Marissa Correa while she was working a shift at the local pub. I asked about making minimum wage. As someone who has a degree but is currently waiting tables, she has some strong opinions about not making enough money to support herself. She's bombarded with student debt and is unable to find a job in her related field.
2: I work in a restaurant that shall be unnamed, (laughs) Um, I have a bachelor's degree in kinesiology, I graduated in June, and I will be returning to school in the fall. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, So, you're, um, you're serving, how long have you been serving for?
2: I have been serving or working in the service industry for eight years here we um, have a tip out so 4.5% goes to the house and 2% goes to the bar during the day and then Friday Saturday and Thursday they get 3% to the bar so on an average day weekend day we're tipping out 7.5% which I think is important to know because some people tip 10% or even 15%, and don't realize that 7.5% of that does, goes directly out of my pocket immediately. So if they tip 10%, I'm making 2.5% off of that bill.
0: That's
2: it. Yeah. Who, do, who does that? Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> yeah. I know someone here had a table a while back, and they were like, yeah, so minimum wage going up. And their server was like, yeah. And they're like, do you feel like you're going to get tipped less? And she was like, no. And they were like, well, we feel like we need to tip less because your minimum wage went up. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh. <laughs> well, oh you're, you're wrong. <laughs> like, get fucked. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so I don't know. But that was one table. But I personally haven't been affected by it. And I don't think that we should be affected by it, personally. I live at home, so I don't have to pay rent. So for me, right now, it's just about saving money so I can pay for my school in the fall. The girls, like, here that work here that, like, live um, on their own or, like, pay rent and go to school usually work, like, six shifts a week. So that's, like, eight, nine-hour days, six days a week. Yeah. so that they and go to school. Can, and go to school, yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, you could just eliminate, like, do what Australia does and just eliminate tips altogether and just pay your workers a decent wage. They pay, like, $20 or more an hour.
1: yeah
2: which is, I think, is the right way to do it. I mean, imagine the stupidest person you've ever met in your life and serving them every single day at some point for multiple hours. Like, would you want to deal with that for 13, 16 an hour? No, neither do we. <laughs> so, just pay your work as a decent wage and then eliminate tips altogether. Came home after graduating, I literally had like negative $500 in my bank account, so I used up all my student loans living.
0: Yeah. Actually, like students, how can they afford going to school? What's the best way to do it?
2: I don't know if there is a best way to do it. Like one end suffers, right? Like you're either your grades suffer because you have to work. Or, like, you don't work and your grades are good, but you um, have no money. Like, you can't do anything extra, like, outside of, like... Like, you can't even go to the bar with your friends or anything, right? You're always counting dollars. It's so stressful. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know how they do it. They just need a better system, like, maybe... Like, other places where you get free education would be great.
0: (laughs) So everybody's
2: happy. How
0: can everybody be happy?
2: Well, I think that they should just increase the minimum wage and pay their workers a decent amount of money so that people can afford to live. And then without tips, yeah, people don't feel obligated to tip and then you're making, like, 20 bucks an hour. And I know people are like, well, why should I pay people that much that work in the like this industry or whatever? But I mean... The service industry is the most thankless industry you will ever encounter in your entire life. I think that everyone should do a minimum one year of service in the service industry before they can be a functioning member of society because (laughs) I think the world would be a lot nicer and I think it's important to pay the people that keep society running a decent amount of money. Like if you went to the grocery store and there was no people working there, like what are you going to do? Or if you go to a restaurant and no one's there to serve you, what are you going to do? Like It's such a thankless job, so I think that paying them a decent wage is only fair.
0: You're listening to Calgary Canvas. So far on this episode, we've heard from Marissa Correa, a student and a server at a local pub in Calgary. She thinks that maybe we should focus on a living wage instead of a minimum wage, For those people who make minimum wage, anyway, who are mostly students. Next, we'll hear from Scott Crockett. Scott's the Director of Communications at the Calgary Chamber of Commerce.
1: The Chamber represents many small and medium-sized businesses in the city of Calgary. I sat down with Scott at the Chamber's downtown office to speak about the Chamber's stance on the minimum wage issue.
3: The Chamber of Commerce is an independent, not-for-profit organization. We're 127 years old, so we're actually a little bit older than the city itself is. Uh, We predate that by a bit. And we were started 127 years ago by 46 businesses. You know, at the time that included like a horse trader and a gun maker and Mr. Kelly, the boot and shoe man. And and, and their objective 127 years ago was to promote integrity and good faith in business and make Calgary a great and thriving economy. And so 127 years later, we use more modern language, but the mission remains the same, uh, which we like to say is to help business be more successful and make Calgary a better place to live, work and grow a business for everybody. Uh, Calgary is actually the entrepreneurial capital of Canada. There are more entrepreneurs per capita here than anywhere else in the country. It's not just something we tell ourselves. It actually like oh, yeah, plays yeah. out <laughs> in, in, in reality. And so... More than eighty-five percent of our members would be traditional small businesses of under a hundred employees, and, and oftentimes under fifty. And then uh, there's smaller numbers who are in the medium category and the large category. And so, while we advocate for all of those, we really think a big part of our job is to give voice to the little small businesses, the corner stores, and the restaurants that don't always, you know, have uh, have a seat in the halls of power. In in my backstory, I've been an entrepreneur in the past, and and a, and a barista, and and a minimum wage worker as it was in my first. Time couple of jobs uh, working at movie theaters. Uh, So I come from a marketing background and my role here has a lot to do with communications and marketing and that involves working with our members to understand what's going on in their businesses, surveying them, doing focus groups with them, understanding the challenges that they're facing and sort of communicating that back to uh, other departments here, like the policy department that comes up with ideas to share with governments to, to help those folks or communicating them to the media, sort of letting the media know what's going on in the small business community in and I think it's the best job in the world. Mm-hmm.
1: So in regards to the provincial government's minimum awaiting- wage Increase that will be happening in October. Um, kind of, what is the chamber's stance on on the increase?
3: So this is something the chamber has commented on a lot, and surveyed a lot of our members on, and put forward policy positions on, uh, so that we can. You know inform the public discussion inform the provincial government in the best possible way and our position in this is nuanced because we understand that it's an emotional issue you know we're talking about people who uh, make the least of any working people in our society and we're also talking about neighborhood small businesses and so we get that from from a variety of perspectives so our position is that well we're in favor of the idea of minimum wages generally the current uh, policy of moving it up very rapidly over the course of about a three-year period 47%, so nearly fifty percent over three years. We're skeptical of the way that this policy has been done. Right. And we have a number of concerns about it. And I could probably, and I think we'll get a great chance to talk more about this, but I could sum it up by saying this is uh, this is an increase that has been done really quickly, mm-hmm. um, almost fifty percent over three years, and it's an arbitrary number, fifteen dollars not particularly based on any hard science that that's a great number an arbitrary number on an arbitrary timeline uh, so we yeah. just uh, the this policy said we're going to increase it by quite a bit over a short amount of time because we want to get it done by then and so it's not tied to any economic indicators like economic growth or average weekly earnings or employment rates or anything like that that some other jurisdictions have done I think that the, that the government and many have been clear that their objective in trying to increase the minimum wage involves alleviating poverty. And we think that that is a, mm-hmm. a, a super important objective. It's a laudable objective. And, uh, and I understand why increasing minimum wage might feel like a great way to do that. And so I think certainly for some people who are at the bottom end of the economic spectrum, there's a positive to, to making more money. And lots of businesses within our membership choose to pay their employees very well, often in exce- well excess excessive minimum wages. They look at things like living wages as something that they want to pay, and they use these as tools to retain their employees and motivate their employees. And there's lots of good research that shows that when your employees are paid fairly, they are more motivated, they are more retained, they can afford your products. Those, those are lots of the positives. The negative side of this is that if this is a policy that's designed to uh, alleviate poverty, then it's not particularly well-targeted because the majority of people that make minimum wage, and I don't mean all, but the majority are relatively young, so under 25. Uh, Canada-wide, very few of those people identify as being sort of the primary uh, breadwinner in their household, um, as sort of the single um, head of it, and very few live in in low-income homes. And so if we're looking at people who face traditional disadvantages, maybe single parents or people that are marginalized in other ways, then uh, using the minimum wage as a way to try and help those people is not very effective and not very targeted. And we think actually a program designed at those groups you want to help would be a way better way to do that.
1: You were just listening to my interview with Scott Crockett of the Calgary Chamber of Commerce. Scott had some interesting things to say about the Chamber's stance on Alberta's minimum wage increase.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Calgary Canvas. Special thanks to Marissa Curia and Scott Crockett for speaking with us on this episode. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for the next on Student Stress. This show was brought to you by the Calgary Journal. Feel free to pick up a copy from our newsstands, and don't forget to follow us on social media for more local news.